I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here, and look, uh, you're going to enjoy today's program, uh, but I am, this is a little self-indulgent. I am the, the guy that studied film in college, but didn't go into film. And so, you know, it's all, I'm, I'm like, ah, you know, it's just a love. I, I love the creative process. I love the writing. I, I, I'm a big fan of directors. It's one of the things I notice. Um, most people just look at the acting, but man, it starts with writing and directing. And that's why I'm excited today to have someone who has done it and done it very well, Randall Wallace uh, is a writer and director. He has written such films that you will know, like Pearl Harbor and Braveheart. Yes, he wrote Braveheart. Uh, directed the beautiful uh, award, at least nominated. I think it won some awards. Secretariat, uh, and, and then wrote and directed several movies, including uh, fairly recently The Swiss Guard, Heaven Is for Real, which was really good, and a really beautiful film starring Michael J. Fox called We Were Soldiers. Uh, and he's working on, um, and I say working on, you got to take that in, in film industry terms because it's a loose term. It means there's a lot of rumors about a sequel to The Passion of the Christ, uh, and, and he's going to tell us the truth about where that's at, what's going on, what may or may not be happening, and what they do and don't know. It's, 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 that's the business. Uh, but he's got something going on this year in 2024 that you'll be interested about, maybe coming to your town. Uh, and, and it's a live show, so we're going to talk about that. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, hit share if you know somebody that loves movies as much as I do. Let them know about this. Randall, great to have you back on Life Today Live. Uh, thank you, Randy. It's so good to see you again. Thank you. So there's this uh, this thing that's different kind of thing. Excited we could do it since we're past the COVID thing, called the Brave Heart of Creativity. Tell us what that is. During the pandemic, I got really troubled and then really offended at the separation of people, the way people were being kept apart, um, the way we were told we could go some places, but we weren't supposed to go to church together. Um, and, and the way everyone was being fed fear. And, uh, and that to me is, is the opposite of God. Um, Randy, I became really aware of this sense and in my sort of spiritual journey over the last few years, I've thought a lot about angels and that the very first thing angels seem to always say is, don't be afraid. That's right. And, and, and that fear is, is, is Satan's principal tool. Um, it, it, it's, it's what connects us to hate and, and doubt and, and shuts us off and, I thought I'm going to push back against against this. I mean, what is brave heart? What does that mean? And I thought I want to be with actual human beings. I want to be with a real audience. I want to shake real hands. I want to hug real people. I want to speak to them and hear them and feel them speak back to me with what they what they like, what they sing, um, how they hear something that I'm saying to them. So I created a show. Um, and about the notion that you have to have faith to be creative, that creativity is a huge part of God's 
character and what does it mean to live a Braveheart life. So I use clips from my movies and many of the ones that you just named and and songs because I started my career as a singer-songwriter in songs and stories uh, about how those scenes came about to try to help other people find that in their own lives. Um, one of the ways I start the show, Randy, is um, I, I tell people that a few years ago I was lying in a hospital and my doctors let me know they were planning to amputate my right hand. Oh. I had I had a um, an infection called MRSA and it was eating through my hand and it wasn't my hand that had the doctors most worried. It was they were going to cut off my hand to save my arm and cut off my arm to save my life and they weren't sure they could do that. And I went to bed that night thinking that I'd never again be able to play a piano or a guitar or hold a pencil to write a story or or shake hands with someone with my right hand. And a friend of mine said a prayer for me and uh, sent me the prayer. And that night I had a dream and I dreamed of the Wallace family crest, which is one that it shows a knight holding his hand over his head, ready to strike a, with a sword, a sword like that one and uh, behind me. And in my dream, I was the knight, but I wasn't holding a sword. My fingers were pointing toward heaven. Hmm. And the next morning when I came out of surgery, I still had my hand. And I decided I wasn't going to just do, I needed 11 more surgeries, Randy. But instead of just doing hand exercises to regain its use, I was going to celebrate having hands. And that led me back to music and playing live and playing in public. And that journey has led me to try to say to everyone, you have hands and you have a voice. And are you going to use your hands and your voice to fashion fetishes of fear mm -hmm. or use them to glorify your gifts? Mm -hmm. And that's what my live show is about, how to glorify our gifts. You know, a lot of people look at someone like you, um, music, film, writing, and, and they would categorize you as a, a creative person, and rightly so. But a lot of people don't think of themselves as being creative and and i think what you're saying is exactly right i mean god is the ultimate creator and when he put us on this earth to to cultivate the garden you know there is we're all called to some level of creating we just don't think of it as the creative arts yes what what do you say to people who you know maybe a, a, a school teacher or somebody you know working in the tech industry on the support side you know things that seem non-creative you know, I think that is is one of the most beautiful questions that we can ask ourselves, because when I look at my own life, and and I and I know that I know it's true that I've been a part of things that other people have heard about. You know, I've, I've uh, Braveheart's a movie that seems to be known all over the world Classic. anywhere. I go. Yeah, <laughs> right. But. But it would have never happened without a whole army of other people. Um, the pastor in my my hometown who, when I was in seminary, my my family's pastor said to me, 
do you feel the call to be a pastor? And I said to him, almost with a broken heart, Randy, I said, honestly, I don't feel that calling, but I know it's the greatest calling anyone can have. And he said, you're wrong. The greatest calling you can have is the one God has for you. Yeah. And, and I think about my grandmother who almost never in her life went more than 25 miles from where she lived, but she shaped everything there is about me and, and teachers who, who couldn't even remember my name years later, I, I ran into the most influential teacher I had in high school. Uh, I ran into in the summers, I carried mail in my hometown and I ran into him and he didn't, he didn't remember my name, yeah. but he had made more difference in my life through his approach, his, the fearless approach that he encouraged in his students to write out of joy uh, and, and stop, stop telling yourself you weren't any good. Uh, it was just one of the most profound lessons. So, so I really see that, that if we, it's almost as if we are denying God, if we, if we stop having faith, if we, and faith is about stepping into the mystery. I don't know what will happen if I plant this garden or I call this friend. Um, I, I will say to students when I have the opportunity to speak to class of students, the odds that you might write a screenplay that becomes a hit movie are really long odds, but it's 100% certain that sometime in your life, you're going to want to tell somebody you love them. Mm -hmm. And, and studying how to do one may make you better and how to do the other. <laughs> that's that's interesting. All right, I want to show you the website uh, in case you're interested in the brave heart of creativity. Uh, it's at wallaceentertainment.com. Looks just like this. Uh, and I noticed in this on your website, well, you're standing in front of the same thing you're sitting in front of now. And I got to ask you about that. But if somebody was like, okay, I want to know more about this show. Uh, there's a form there that says I want to see the show. Uh, what's sort of the process for people that are like, okay, I'm interested in this. Now, now what? Well, we're starting to book it around the country. So if they let us know they want to see it, we'll let them know when the closest booking is. And it, it'll be in the next the next several weeks. And we're largely wanting to go through churches oh, to yeah. let, okay. let congregations know because um, it, it's sort of a, a congregation is doing everything that we're talking about we want people to do. Mm. They're coming together. No one's perfect. Uh, a friend of mine said the other day that he invited a friend to church, and the friend said, I don't want to go to church. It's full of hypocrites. And he said, well, there's always room for one more. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, we, and, yeah, we get it. We get it. It's, it's, it's not uh, – it's a hospital. It's a spiritual hospital. And guess what you find in a hospital? Sick people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yes. Like, so we're, 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 um, we want people to both um, let us know – if they want to see the show and then we'll, we'll make special efforts to be where the most people are sure. telling us that they want us to go. Okay. Very cool. All right. So, um, I'm, I'm guessing that the sword on the mantle behind you is not just an ordinary, it's not something you picked up at a home goods store or anything, right? No, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that, that one has a story behind it. The, um, when I had written Braveheart and I'd had a meeting with Mel, um, and, I was a totally unknown screenwriter and he was the biggest star on earth. 
And, uh, and I got a phone call from my agent saying, Mel Gibson wants to have breakfast with you. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I walked around the neighborhood praying that I would not kiss up, that I would, because movie stars and, and all sorts of people who are, have a lot of influence tend to make people or tend people around them tend to want to say to them whatever they think they want to hear right. instead of telling them the truth. So I sat down with, with Mel at this, and, and there were several other executives around the table, but it was just Mel and me talking. And, and in about two minutes, I was like a tent revivalist and I was pounding on the table with my fists. And I said, look, every movie has a message whether it really thinks it's having one or not, it has a message. And the message of most movies is the guy with the most money and the, the biggest biceps and, you know, the, the flashiest wheel kick or karate move, or mm -hmm. he's the one that gets the girl. This movie says, if you're faithful to your heart, even if they cut it out of your chest, you prevail. That's the movie I want my sons to see. Mm -hmm. That's the movie I want to make. You want to make that movie, I'm your man. You don't want to make that movie, you need to say no. And everybody in the table kind of like sat back like this. <laughs> Mel leaned forward. And I knew at that moment he wanted to be in, but he didn't say yes, and he didn't say yes. And I didn't know why. So I went to Scotland and met the guys that gave me that sword. Hmm. And... And I took pictures of him and toured the Highlands with him and came back and showed those pictures to Mel. And he went, I want to direct this movie. And that's what he had been hesitant about, that he wanted to direct it. So it, it wasn't that he was less than committed. He was so committed, but he, but he was reluctant to say, I want to direct. And he said, how would you feel about that? And I said, you have 100% of me. <laughs> yeah. I am in. And so we... We forged over that, over the forging of that sword. <laughs> I mean, you know, what what are you going to say? <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> that that's actually that's hilarious. You know, and I and I got to say, just this is an aside. The best character in the film is the Irishman. Yeah, <laughs> he, that's my favorite too. <laughs> I won't quote the line on on, on, on this show, but uh, you know it's it's hilarious. So anyway, aside from that, so um, you and Mel still in contact? Because I mean, if we're talking Passion of the Christ too. Uh, what's going on there? There's lots of rumors out there. I don't know what's true, what's not true. So you know, it may have been after we had visited y'all in Texas, but uh, uh, you know, when in the uh, Hacksaw Ridge promotional tour. Yeah. We were in Oklahoma. We were in Texas. Yeah, we were, and, and and Mel and I were having dinner, and I I had worked on Hacksaw Ridge, and um, and I went with him to promote, and um, and we were having dinner, and I said, you know, Mel, um, the the story of Jesus, the the passion was an amazing thing that and that you know that he had gone out on the limb put his own money into done all this stuff but that's only part of the story and the resurrection is the mount everest of all human stories in eternity that's the story we need to tell and and he kind of 
the same look came into his eyes the first time we talked about Braveheart. And I said, look, I will write a screenplay about it. I'll, I'll take the first draft and I'll, uh, and we'll write it together and, and I'll, I'll give it to you. And it goes wherever it goes from there. And we started to get excited. And I can tell you something, honestly, Randy, that, that impressed me as many years as I've known Mel and through all of his ups and downs and my ups and downs. Um, one of the first things he said was, we have to be careful about our spirits in this. We can't do it for money. We can't, I mean, he, he made a tremendous amount of money with on the passion. Mm -hmm. He used a big part of it for charities. Um, he, but he said, look, we can't do it for money. We can't do it for prestige. We can't do it for anything except to tell the truth as we know it. And, and that made it beautiful from the beginning. It's like, okay, however, whatever our flaws are, however we might fail, um, if we succeed it's because we're telling God's story, not because we're telling our own. And, um, so we've gone through many different approaches to it. Mm. Uh, I think it's fair to say that, um, with my background, I've been much more focused on exactly what the Bible says, not only in the gospels, but also, um, in, in acts, because mm -hmm. I really think that yeah. the story needs to go into acts. Yeah. Uh, and, and Mel, of course, reveres all of that. And at the same time, um, he, he's really fascinated with the notions of what was happening in the spiritual realm, just as in the passion of the Christ, <laughs> Satan is in the garden of Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. Now gospels don't mention Satan, but of course we surely would believe that that's consistent with the story. So, um, I ran into Mel just a couple of nights ago and we were talking about uh, when is this going to happen? And and I don't want to uh, let the cat out of the bag too early, but I think it's very soon. I think it's very soon. Okay, so just in the in the filmmaking process, you've written the screenplay already. It's it's done. I've written the screenplay, and then Mel's Mel's going through his. The way we work together is not sitting in the same room at once. I'll write something, give it to him, then he'll write something, and then share it with me. And you're back and forth, yeah. Uh, but then, so, but you're not into any kind of pre-production or anything like that. There's no casting, no scouting and things like that. Well, the, the, um, the likelihood and this, uh, no, no one has made any commitments, commitments to this, except, um, no one could imagine possibly doing this without Jim Caviezel, nor okay. would anybody want to, yeah. uh, Jim's, Jim's really, uh, chomping at the bit to do it and that's so beautiful <laughs> yeah. there and 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 we would want to use as many people i'm sure as we could though you know with the, the time that's gone by since the passion of the christ sure. there'll be there'll be some issues about that um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's amazing how much an, a resurrection can age people <laughs> <laughs> well isn't it intriguing you know, like, I, I, I know we could talk about this forever but the the um you know that 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 jesus closest followers didn't recognize him at first right and and that that is a it's both intriguing to me but it's also evidence of his physical reality um they would have made up some other kind of say if it was Oh, well, it was a spirit and I, but no, it's like, it was a tangible, it was a human person it was with a human voice. 
Um, yeah. And uh, we walked with him for, you know, to Emmaus, but we didn't recognize him. And, and one of the big things that I'm finding for myself about this is um, people will say, well, you can't prove this. And the interesting thing to me is I think you absolutely can prove the existence of the resurrection, the reality of it, because it, there's almost no one on earth who ever heard of Jesus who wouldn't say he was a genius teacher, he was a great example, he was all of these things. Granted all of that, but we would have never heard his name or never heard one word he said except for something called the resurrection because yeah. his followers were fleeing, yeah. terrified. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, there it is. Here we are. Uh, so that's, uh, so it's an incredible, um, I, I, I can't believe I, I get to have any part at all in the telling of that story. Well, yeah. And, you know, I think the thing with, as far as the, the proof thing, people that lean on science, science is self-limiting to nature by design. And, and that's yeah. good. And it's something that can be tested and repeated and you get the same results every time, but you're talking about something that is above nature. We call it supernatural, literally, you know, yes. and it can't be tested and repeated. And so if you limit yourself to a limited view, which science is again, by definition, by design, that's not a bad thing, but if that's where you limit it, you can never see beyond the, the natural, the physical, which is where you have to go when you're talking about God, right? And it, it, it's so much to me like falling in love or <laughs> yeah. you can't replicate the way you felt the first time you saw your child. I've uh -huh. seen all three of my sons be born. Um, and, and there's a, a certain similarity of things, but everyone is unique. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the way I feel like you couldn't prove it. You can't prove love. You could rationalize it all sorts of ways. You could say, you know, it's nothing but self-preservation. You, know, you can say all of those things. You can't prove why music is wonderful. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, what's interesting is you can see the effects of it on the human brain. Uh, yes. And I think when you look at something like the resurrection or faith, you, you can't necessarily, you know, find it, but you can see the effects of it on people for yes. centuries and all over the world. So, yes. Like, exactly. It's like the wind. You can't see the wind, but man, you see its effects. Yeah, you know. So, Randy, the when I first came across the story of William Wallace, and I, I, I had no idea about him. I had no idea who he was, and I saw a statue at Edinburgh Castle, and, and there's this, this noble, heroic knight, and under it was Wallace. And next to him was a statue of Robert the Bruce. And I asked a guard there at Edinburgh Castle, was, who was William Wallace? And he said, our greatest hero. Hmm. I said, well, was he an ally of Robert the Bruce in fighting the English? And he said, well, no one will ever know for sure, but our, our legends say, which, of course, this is all stuff every writer loves to hear, our <laughs> legends, that uh, um, Robert the Bruce was one of the people who, betrayed him mm. clear the way for himself to become the king mm. but i knew robert the bruce had become a great king and there was something in that moment that said to me this is like hearing that judas and saint peter were the same person 
what if there was something so transformative in the way William Wallace lived and died that it changed Robert the Bruce from being the kind of mm. horrible human being, cowardly, mm. you know, conniving person to becoming a great king. And in a certain way to me, that's the whole story of Christianity. Mm. That's that's what Jesus tells us we can be. And, and people would say to me, well, you must have done a lot of research to write Braveheart. And I go, yeah, I read the New Testament. <laughs> and, that's interesting that's interesting and and that to me is what i'm trying to get at in in all of my work and certainly in this this live thing that i want to take to people is to to stand up the the way i end the show is i have everyone in the audience stand up and link arms and scream freedom with me and, <laughs> and it's like the, the roof comes off <laughs> do you do you take the sword with you uh I, I do not take the sword with me. I haven't been able to fit it in my luggage. <laughs> yeah, the, the, TSA may have something to say about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that is awesome. I, uh, well, very exciting. I mean, the, the themes of transformation and redemption. I mean, uh, it's, it's funny because there's so many stories that tell that over and over and over. And it's like, maybe we'll get it one day. But that is, that is the story of, of, what, of Christ, right? Redemption, transformation, uh, and and I love the the parables. Whether it's a William Wallace or you know uh, all the great ones throughout the years, um, and I just appreciate the spark of creativity that God's put in you that you use to then retell that story. And again, like you said in your your dream, pointing pointing back to Christ. Um, really good. All right, last words from you. Well, um, I wanna, I wanna say to you and and to all of yours, your your family and your chosen family. Uh, thank you. the The more I get out on a limb, um, the more I I realize how I have brothers and sisters everywhere. Yeah. And that's that's a thing about taking chances too. In some ways, when you take a chance and you climb out on a limb, you think you're going out into real loneliness. But what you find is you're finding your brothers and sisters. Mm. And so I I, I want to say thank you. Those are my last words. Oh, that's, no, that's great because you know a lot, we we get nervous. We think ah oh, that'll fail, and so we don't. And the only the only formula for guaranteed failure is to do nothing and so right. yeah I, I appreciate you and your encouragement of people and if you're out there watching and uh, you you want to you want the live show to come to your town go to wallaceentertainment.com i'll show it to you here at the end one more time you know you're in the right place but you you can uh scream freedom and tap into the creativity that god's put in you and figure out how that parallels what god has done for us so Randall Wallace, thank you so much. Um, love your work. Keep doing it. I uh, look forward to seeing more. Uh, and and please come back anytime you want. Thank you, Randy. I look forward to seeing it. And I, I, I think it's going to be soon. So thank you so much. That'll be fun. I, I want I want some inside track on, on A Passion of the Christ, too, when we, when we hit that. I'm, yeah, I got to ask. So. We'll, we'll <laughs> I'll get we'll you as soon as I got it. <laughs> All right. But <laughs> 
appreciate you guys out there watching. Hit that share button. If you haven't liked, followed, or subscribed, depending on where you watch, do that. And do it across all the platforms because it's an election year. You never know who's going to kick us off for saying the wrong thing. But uh, we'll be out here. So we appreciate you being here. Check out uh, the website. Looking just like that. WallaceEntertainment.com. The brave heart of creativity. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.